0: We're talking with Diana Kennedy, who is the Nicollet County 4-H extension agent, and she's also involved with something called the Pollinator Project. Would you tell me what is that all about? Sure. About this time last year, several of the counties in the
1: Mankato area got together and collaborated on pursuing a national 4-H grant. And we were able to secure that grant, which was called the 4-H Pollinator grant, and it's in collaboration with Corteva, which is located in Mankato, or there's a branch in Mankato, and Pheasants Forever, the local chapters of Pheasants Forever. Our part in that grant was really to recruit and train teenagers who wanted to be ambassadors for pollinators. So we've spent the spring, summer, and then this fall studying what pollinators are all about and then designing education plans to really spread the good word about pollinators. So, Chloe is one of our teen ambassadors and she was already well on her way to advocating and being an ambassador for pollinators before we even came along with this 4-H program in the Mankato
0: area counties. Well, Chloe is Chloe Johnson. She is in sixth grade from the Sleepy Eye Wide Awakes. That's her 4-H club. Chloe, tell me about your involvement with pollinators. What sorts of things have you done?
2: I basically created this, I guess you could say group. It was called the Sleepy Eye B&B Project, but we just changed it to the B&B Project so it can you know, spread out. Basically, we teach people about bees. We, like I've done presentations. I've, I've actually taught a class at my school. Chloe, what makes one your
0: age want to do a pollinator project like this?
2: When I was in fifth grade, sixth grade, one or the other. <laughs> so I was actually doing some homework And it started talking about bees and how some of them are, like the numbers are going down for some of them. And I thought, you know what, maybe it would be a really cool 4-H project to help bring them back. And that turned into a whole entire club-like thing. And I did do it for a lot of 4-H projects.
0: Diana from the Nicola County 4-H group said they got this grant, so it involved involving more teenagers because it's pollinator ambassadors is what they're called. Tell me a little more about that, Diana. Who all is involved? Yeah, so our original target was
1: 10, and we're very close to that number. But I would say there's five or six that are really active already in the community, doing things like Chloe, teaching all kinds of community members and youth to make B&Bs, which are like houses for native bees. We have a 4-H teen ambassador out of Blue Earth County who was recently part of the Science and Nature conference and presented with Elaine Evans, who is a really well-known and respected educator with the Bee Lab at the University of Minnesota. So she's had the exciting opportunity to work with a professional and co-present about pollinators and climate change. So they're doing a whole array of projects. There's another pollinator ambassador who is really interested in how pollinators help us have the foods that we love and really discussing, you know, what the pollinator plate looks like, what things wouldn't be on our plates if we didn't have pollinators. So it really runs the gamut. We often think of pollinators as bees, honeybees. Bees that give us honey that we love or bees that do pollinating, but they're actually just a really small part of the pollinator picture. There are many native pollinators and it's not just bees. It's butterflies and bats and flies and, the wind and there's a whole component around creating habitat for our pollinators, which are our prairies and doing prairie restoration. So we're getting our hands into horticulture. We're getting our hands into environmental studies. We're looking at water quality. We're kind of running around the whole issue and taking a deep dive wherever these teen ambassadors
0: are interested in going. Don't you have one that's connecting this with climate change as well? Yeah,
1: our pollinator Grace from Blue Earth is very interested in the impacts of pollinator, climate change on pollinators, but also how we can support pollinators and what we can do to mitigate climate change. And she has a whole number of action steps that youth can take to really help our pollinators thrive in Minnesota.
0: Chloe, what are some things you have done to support the habitat of pollinators?
2: So we have been making things called, they're basically solitary bee houses. They help with the population of solitary stem nesting bees. And I'm actually going to be doing a class where I teach people how to make them. Basically, the bees just nest in the straws. We actually let people a bee and bee, I should say. They host a bee and bee and then we collect it again and then harvest the cocoons.
1: What I know about Chloe is that she knows a lot about these mason bees. Like if you wanted to know about a native bee and how it behaves, which is really different than a honeybee. So our honeybees, we always think of them in colonies, right, collecting right. themselves into colonies. Mm-hmm. Very, very few bees actually live that way. Most bees live alone. And so what the bee and bees do that Chloe teaches people how to make is give them a place to live. And then you can kind of take a look at them and learn about them if you want to be as observant as Chloe is about those bees.
2: A solitary bee is a, it does not live in a colony. It isn't in a hive with a queen bee. Uh, a solitary bee is its own queen. It does, it goes wherever it wants. and. Like I said, it can be uh, stem nesting or ground nesting, but that's what a solitary bee is. It lives on its own. They do not make honey. They do a lot more pollinating than, you know, honeybees and bumblebees do. Like, a lot more. (laughs) They're non-aggressive, and only 30% of solitary bees have a stinger. Also, they're kid and pet friendly. I've actually held a lot of bees. Even I've even held bumblebees and honeybees before.
0: So Diana, what is the future of this program? I know you've actually done a lot of educating for these kids as well. They come and they learn about pollinators. They learn about habitat. I mean, they learn about so many things. What sorts of things does a, a 4-H bee ambassador or pollinator ambassador do then? So we do a lot of different training based on
1: what our interests are. Um, and then we just do some real general training so that everybody gets... A really good background in pollinators and pollinator habitat. COVID of course has made it more difficult for us to do some of our work together, but the benefit of being outside is that's a safer way for us to gather and we are still hosting outdoor Events. We're also still hosting some indoor events. This spring and this summer, we will be pursuing the planting of pocket prairies. We're working on a partnership right now with Minnesota Native Landscape and getting some kits to create actually little pocket prairies in public locations or private locations. And our ambassadors will be leading the planting of those. So when the weather cooperates and if COVID cooperates, we'll be meeting in groups outdoors to actually do those plantings to create, you know, habitat for our
0: pollinators. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. How can someone get involved in this? Let's say somebody's listening and they say, well, I want to get involved with the bees and the pollinators. What should I do?
1: Well, it's absolutely really easy to get involved right away on Thursday night, Thursday afternoon after school at 4 30, Chloe is going to be hosting a how to make your BNB and you can actually order a BNB kit to put one together for yourself. And that you can just go to Z.umn.edu backslash be fun or to make it easier, you just contact your local 4-H program. So every county has a 4-H youth development program and you just give a call and we will get you connected. A Facebook is also a really easy way to find this. I know that the Minnesota 4-H Facebook page, which is just Minnesota 4-H, one of their most recent posts is about Chloe's B&B. So if you went there today or tomorrow, it would be
0: very easy to find. So the big day of, of Chloe's presentation is coming this Thursday. At 4 30. And what can people expect to hear from you, Chloe, on your presentation?
2: So I'll be teaching how to make the b and I might actually add quite a few facts maybe about bees. Is anybody welcome to attend this? Yep, anyone can. Um, the 4-H program is a public
1: program, so it's open to anyone. We just ask that if you participate in one of our programs that you need to be enrolled in the 4-H program, which is a free enrollment, and you can enroll just for one event. So all of that information is available online.
0: If you Googled right now, Minnesota 4-H pollinator, you would find us. Oh, wonderful. And Chloe, what would you tell another young person like yourself? Is this a fun project or would it be worth going? doing it or what would you tell them?
2: Well, I would tell them that, yes, it is worth doing it. It's hard work, but it's fun work. It's fun, hard work. <laughs> well, it sounds
0: like a really great project. Any final words from you, Diana? Diana Kennedy, the 4-H extension agent with Nicolet County, and we've been talking with Chloe Johnson, a 4-H'er with a sleepy eye wide awakes, who is a pollinator ambassador.
1: Yeah, I would also like to add that, you know, part of what is so spectacular about the 4-H youth development program is that we're all about hands-on learning and learning content, but we're also about teaching leadership skills. So part of what Chloe's doing while she's working on pollinators, which is a passion of hers, is she's also working on her leadership skills, how to present information, how to do public speaking like this, how to write out an activity for other people to follow. And so it really is more than one thing happening at one time. And like
0: I said, it's open to any youth to follow any spark. And so give us a call. Wonderful. Thank you both, Diana and Chloe. We really appreciate it. And we hope that we'll be attracting more bees to the area because of you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you.